This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you and good morning. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's our big Thursday show. As we're getting ever closer to the weekend, thank you for joining us today. And we have a lot that we're going to talk about today. Coming up later, I've got the good news, bad news of the week. That's on the way today. We're going to be uh, bringing you news and entertainment. We'll get a preview of that. Today's uh, the first day of Major League Baseball season for 2020. A game scheduled on the Major League Baseball uh, opening day. Woo, take me out to the ballpark. No, 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 no no fans. (laughs) No fans unless you're Dr. Fauci, I guess. He gets to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals. Can you imagine if he's there? He just sits in the stands by himself. He's all with like a little team flag. Like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'd love that. I would love that. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) It's just him in the background. Everyone's like, and there's the team mascot, Dr. Fauci. Uh, He is the national. Yeah, so baseball gets started today. Football, I don't know. <laughs> you know, they're they're planning on they're planning on having it, but I hear a lot of people saying it's looking less likely uh, that they're going to have football season. NFL, I'm talking about. I saw that comment the other day. Someone said, you know, when are people going to take this pandemic seriously? And a guy wrote, he's like, when the NFL season officially gets canceled. I'm like, dang. <laughs> They're like, Girl, that's what makes it real to yeah. me. <laughs> They're like, you have one month to get it together. That's hilarious. Let's get a preview of what everybody's working on today. <laughs> Joanna, you want to start off with entertainment news? What's sure. the latest? Sure. Cue that Unsolved Mysteries theme song. Because one of its most tragic cases just had a breakthrough. Oh, chills. I almost cussed right now. I was like, oh, <laughs> nah. And is this for the for the new? For the new reboot, yes. The new reboot. Apparently, of- with this new reboot, a lot of people have been calling in with tips for maybe the the one where the guy fell through the roof. Yeah, I, I want that. A solved. lot of tips for that one. A lot of tips for the, the missing French father who just went into the woods and never nice. came back. Uh, but this one... It's now looking a little serious. The FBI has exhumed the body of Alonzo Brooks. They exhumed his body on Tuesday. He's okay, the so one. that was the one, yeah, the Kansas story, right? That's the one for the episode called No Ride Home. I think it ah, was Kansas. Yeah, yeah, the one that his friends left him all at a party. Yes. They, they went to a party about mm-hmm. like an hour or two hours away from where they all lived. And he was like the only african-american he was one of three one black of three. people at that party according to the investigation anyway i guess there was some kind of argument at some point in the evening i remember i did watch this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then his friends decided to go and he wanted to stay so his friends left and and the next thing you know he was he was dead yeah and the parents are just like how did you take him to this party and then just decided then, to yeah. leave him 
That's what I kept saying the whole time. I'm all, how do you just leave your friend, especially when you know he's already gotten into a confrontation once at this party? And and what was the thing they didn't, they had to search for the body down by the creek, right? They searched the creek once and then nothing. And then they finally let the family go search. Oh, oh and it was like, he was and laying like, right oh, here. He how could you possibly miss it? Exactly. And they're right. just like, what? So they're thinking, uh, there was like a, a shed nearby. They were like, mm-hmm. we're certain that he was in that shed this whole time. And they think maybe after the the initial search happened, whoever had killed this guy took the body and dumped it. And that's why mm-hmm. his family found it so easily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty compelling one. All right. Yeah, that was a good one. Lisa, how about news? What are we tracking this morning in our news headlines? Well, 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 looks like the feds are marching in in a couple cities in the United States, whether they would like it or not. Uh, We're talking about in Chicago and just a little bit up north in Albuquerque. Uh, The federal government will be sending some uh, different forces in. Now, these are the forces that were criticized over in Portland for uh, kind of a snatch and grab that they were doing in the city. Oh, right. Also, did you see the mayor of Portland got tear gassed yeah. yesterday, too? Uh, yeah, the mayor of Portland was out there talking to the protesters. He was getting booed by the protesters, so <laughs> they didn't like what, what the mayor was doing. Trump doesn't like what the mayor is doing. And then he got uh, he ended up getting tear gassed and stuck it out, it looked like. you know. Yeah, so um, that's going to be happening. Now, the mayor of Chicago is saying that they will accept the help when it comes to violent crimes but they will not be allowed to arrest any protesters. So uh, here's to seeing how long that's going to last. Right. We'll have some audio on that. The mayor of Chicago is Lori Lightfoot, and she is no fan of the president, and she's no fan of federal troops being sent in to deal with protesters the way we've seen in Portland for the past uh, you know, week and a half, week mm-hmm. uh, that's been going on. Why Albuquerque? Albuquerque was having a lot of problems, too. Uh, theirs was with, I believe, they were having, like, those private militia groups that were showing up at protests, too. Oh, yes. I did read about that yeah, while I was in New Mexico. Something tells me Trump isn't sending in federal agents or federal troops because of the, of the militias. Okay. So it's called Operation Legend. So that is the name of the uh, expanded federal law enforcement presence. Uh, in cities, and that's why Albuquerque and Chicago were highlighted. Now, this started in early July back in Kansas City, Missouri. That was after a four-year-old was found murdered in late June. But highlighting Albuquerque, the president spoke of um, the 2019 murder of Jacqueline Vigil, which is the four-year-old, as one of the reasons for the federal deployment. Vigil is the mother of two New Mexico state police officers who uh, uh, were at the White House Wednesday for the announcement. Um, they're saying that the city needs help. They need it badly. They need to call. They should call. We're they're, talking about Albuquerque. Yeah, okay. they're they're too political to do that. And one of those cities is Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's a quote from the president. They said last fall, um, that Jackie Vigil was murdered as she was getting in her, her car to go to the gym. And her husband spoke out during the news conference. I believe we do have a clip of her husband talking as well um, about this. Uh, He said that his wife was shot in the front seat of her car. And, uh, yeah, I guess that is one of the main reasons that they're saying um, that her death is still unsolved to this day. 
they're offering a $25,000 reward for any information. Yeah, but on- you don't you don't send in federal troops because of one unsolved murder, do you? I'm guessing they're saying it's violent crime. So just like in Chicago, but I, I, one? There's one mm-hmm. in Albuquerque one compared to... Out. Yeah, Chicago where there were... 20 over the weekend. Yeah. 14 on... 14 on Tuesday, 14 uh, uh, gun murders. Yeah, for their part, uh, Albuquerque is says that they are concerned that the federal law... So they're, the amount of, that they're sending to Albuquerque is significantly less than the amount they're sending to Chicago. I can't remember the exact amount they're sending to Chicago, but there's only 35 agents that will be sent to Albuquerque. Um, Interesting. All right, well, winter... winter f- Federal troops going to be marching into uh, into your town? Uh, yeah. a question that I imagine a lot of these <laughs> militia groups. I mean, because that's the main thing is they're going to send in federal agents uh, that are going to arrest people in unmarked yeah. vans and drive them away. Nobody's going to know what happens to them. And it's like, wait a minute, this is the scenario. Yo, all my libertarian friends are having a field day right now. They're like, y'all were making fun of me when I was stockpiling all my guns. Now, all of a sudden, the federal agents are coming in. Has that been it? Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Major League Baseball gets started today. The uh, season, which would have started four months ago, mm-hmm. has been on hold ever since the coronavirus pandemic. But games get underway today. Uh, NFL, well, you know, there are plenty of people that are that are hoping that it takes off when they're when they're saying they're going to. But if you attended an NFL game, and we don't even know when fans would be allowed to attend an NFL game, but an announcement came out yesterday that that if they do allow fans to attend and you go to one, mm-hmm. you're going to have to wear a mask. This was from the NFL Vice President of Communications, Brian McCarthy. He tweeted yesterday, quote, for those wondering, yes, it is league-wide. Fans at NFL games this season will be required to wear face coverings. And I can just hear the fans now. You expect me to wear a mask over my mouth and nose for four hours? It would be so uncomfortable. And the guy saying it is a Raiders fan with those huge spiky shoulder pads, and he's got his face painted all kinds of different colors. And or it's a, it's a Packer fan who's outside; it's fifteen degrees below zero, and he's not wearing a shirt, and they're complaining about the mask being so uncomfortable. Uh, some fans are predictably raising hell over this, but not all teams are even allowing fans in the stadiums. The Atlanta Falcons just announced, for instance, they'll seat between 10,000 and 20,000 for home games. So that's uh, much less than half of what the Falcons stadium would hold. Here's a preview of Loudwire Nights. Tonight, Dirty Honey is the guest. They've got a pay-per-view live concert event that is taking place tomorrow at the Viper Room in L.A., so uh, listen to Tony's interview with Dirty Honey. Plus, it is Slash's birthday, so we get another dose of some GNR, a lot of GNR throughout the night, and Mission Metallica at 10 o'clock, which is a nightly mission. 
Loudwire Nights can be heard every weeknight, Monday through Friday, starting at 7 o'clock, right here. Let me see. We got the Mocha Show calendar that we're going to get to coming up here in just a few minutes. Let me de- uh, describe a show. Mm-hmm. You tell me if you would be interested in watching it. All right. Ooh, it's like okay. a pitch. Okay. Hulu is doing a series called Rodham that is based on a novel of the same name. This just came out this summer. The novel takes place in an alternate reality where Hillary never married Bill Clinton. So it's like <laughs> the life of Hillary Clinton, if it had branched off and she didn't marry Bill, what would her life been like? So just based on that description, yes, no, thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, watching a series about Hillary Rodham Clinton in an alternate universe. I would ask who would be playing Hillary? <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. And if they get someone good, down. Okay. Is it like American Horror Story, the Clinton edition? The non-Clinton edition? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I probably wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play it safe and say I would check out the first episode. <laughs> See if I like <laughs> what they're doing. A photo from Niagara Falls. Actually, there's another photo I wanted to show you guys, and then we'll get to the Mojo calendar coming up in uh, a second. But there's a photo of Niagara Falls that's going viral. So, you know, there's two sides. There's a Canadian side. I've never been, but there's the Canadian side, and then there's the American side, and it shows two tour boats. One operates on the on the Canadian side, and there are only a few, like a handful of people on it. And the other one operates on the U.S. side, and it's completely packed. I mean, people are shoulder <laughs> to shoulder in oh. the one on the American side, and people are using it as an example of uh, how Canada is handling all this. Yeah. You know, I I don't know that I've ever said this, but but I've thought like a lot of the stuff where it's like I don't want to wear a mask. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch a fit. Right. Is kind of uniquely American. Yeah, no, it is. In that our country was founded on, a lot of it was founded on on the philosophy of, you're not my boss, you, you you can't tell me what to do. (laughs) I mean, that was kind of like what Americans were all about when we told the British to get bent, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I I think a lot of it carries over. Uh, and then in a lot of other countries, uh, the attitude is just not that obstinate. Have you guys seen the pictures somebody took of Mark Zuckerberg on vacation and he was surfing and his, he had way too much sunblock on? Stop. I have not. Uh, let me show it to you. So, is this like screech, like with the, just the nose covered in sunblock? It's his whole face. I don't know if oh. you can you see this picture. Oh my that I've God, got up on Mark the screen. <laughs> so that's an untouched photo, and uh, a lot of people were posting. So he looks like a mime. Zuckerberg actually looks way cooler, uh, other than the face, because he's surfing. It looks like he knows how to surf, and it's like, well, good for that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't know how to surf. He's but, doing white face. But then his face. So uh, people posted a lot of comparisons of what Mark Zuckerberg's slathered up face looks like a mime yep 
There's one. Totally, <laughs> yes. Knew it was coming. Maybe I need to make this bigger for you so you can see it. So yeah, it's like there's a fresh career just waiting for Mark Zuckerberg, and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. got a guy with mime makeup on. Uh, somebody posted side by side photos. There was a Batman movie in the in the '60s <laughs> where the Joker's surfing. Oh, yeah. So they posted Mark Zuckerberg right next to the Joker. I love it. And this is the one I think you guys will really get a kick out. Okay. Mark Zuckerberg with his face covered in way, way too much sunblock. Hey! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> when Robin Williams sticks his face in nice. the pie. <laughs> oh, that's, he that's must be really line. scared about burning that face. I guess. Hey, you know what? Saving his skin. I mean, yeah, we can't be mad at it. He's... Yeah, that's some proper skincare right there. Yeah. Let's get to our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. A lot of things going on today. It is National Intern Day, which seems, you know, people are getting laid off and furloughed. I I don't know how many how many interns are finding work this summer. Right. I think that's got to be way down, right? Yeah, probably. Today is also National Refreshment Day. Birthdays today include Harry Potter actor Daniel Radcliffe, who is 31. And, you know, he's t- he's a kid actor. He, a lot of them, actually. Him mm-hmm. and Emma Watson. But uh, Daniel Radcliffe has got a really, really good acting career going on. Yeah, the, even Ron Weasley, Rupert Grint, he has a show on BBC now. Oh, good for Rupert Grint. He's a dad. And he's a daddy. Ginger. And he's a ginger, yeah. No, no, but the kids. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, the did, ginger. Did the kids get the I don't the know. Curse I have well? not seen a picture of the child. Mm. Speaking of interns, and I wonder if this is why today is intern day. One of the most famous interns in history. Oh, no. Monica Lewinsky. Stop. Is 47. Maybe. That, no, it's got to be just no. coincidental. That's just going to be a weird yeah, coincidence. Yeah, that has to Click be. the link. But the link. we got to find out how intern day started. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, I hadn't planned on looking this up, but since you guys asked. Yeah. Uh, celebrate your interns. Get recognition as a top employer. National Intern Day. Uh, created... In 2017, it's a holiday dedicated to recognizing and celebrating the future leaders of the world, interns. Wow, 2017, so that's pretty recent. Yeah, no, I don't think this really has anything to do with it being Monica Lewinsky's birthday. somebody was like, hey, when should we do National Intern Day? Hey, how about Monica Lewinsky's birthday? Oh, someone inside must have known and been like, hey, here, we're not going to say anything, but totally doing it. Let's let them figure it out on their own. So Monica is 47. She's made a pretty amazing comeback. I don't know if you've followed Monica Lewinsky the past few years, but she's really uh, made a niche for herself as an anti-bullying activist. Yeah. And writes a lot for Vanity Fair. One of the Wayans is having a birthday today. Marlon Wayans turns 48 and retired NBA player Gary Payton is 52. Today. He was known as the glove because of his next-level defensive skills. Uh, as I think I mentioned, Slash is having a birthday today for Guns mm-hmm. N' Roses and Velvet uh, Revolver. Slash is 55. Can you name one other band 
that Slash has been in. Guns N' Roses is a gimme. Uh-huh. Velvet Revolver is a gimme. There Sanchez, can you name another, another band one? that Slash was part of? Nope, just my dreams. <laughs> uh, he was in another one? Yeah, there's a band in the in the 90s called Slash's Snake Pit. Oh, yeah. Snake Pit. <laughs> it was kind of like a, like a super group of sorts. Actor Eric LaSalle, who played Dr. Peter Benton on ER. But most importantly, he was the heir <laughs> to the Soul Glow fortune in coming yeah. to America. And I'm really hoping that the, the entire Soul Glow family is back when they do the sequel. That that's happening, guys. Do you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Arsenio told us yeah. first. Yeah, we heard it from Arsenio months before anybody else heard it. Woody Harrelson, who played Woody on Cheers, is fifty nine today. And Depeche Mode's Martin Gore is having a birthday, also fifty nine. The ice cream cone was invented on this date. In nineteen oh four. The ice cream cone was invented by uh, a guy named Charles Minches at the World's Fair in St. Louis. So before that, you either had to get ice cream in a you know a bowl, but more commonly, especially if you were at a fair or something, they would give you the ice cream in a paper. So like a paper cone, or oh. even sometimes it would be newspaper, huh. and you would have to eat it real Hurry. quick. Oh. And it also might get some newspaper ink on it, but <laughs> Charles Minchies had the idea to make a make a cone, and that's when the ice cream cone was invented, 116 years ago. As uh, we mentioned, today is National Intern Day. I mean, we don't have any internships going on. Mm-hmm. In nope. the summer, we usually have, you know, half a dozen interns that are getting some college credit. But, I mean, there's so many people on the sales staff that I haven't seen since March, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like every now and then. We asked of, that wh- the other day when we were on the call. <gasps> I was like, look we through did. who's on the call so we can find out who still works here. Well, I, I didn't know that some of some of our sales associates had, had uh, quit or just like quit checking in. <laughs> and so like de facto quit. I didn't know that. But I, I've got to think that the number of summer internships uh, across the board is way down. Normally, right. we would be, you know, actively pursuing and working something out mm-hmm. for uh, college students, mostly college students, sometimes JUCO, that want to get some course credit and do some intern work. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here are some uh, COVID-19 uh, tidbits and updates, updates which you know we have we have something new uh, every day to tell you about. Uh, California has passed New York now and has the most confirmed cases of any state with over four hundred nine thousand in California. No, huh. what <laughs> woo for California? Yeah, I guess. You're number one. We're number one. Yeah. Did you hear how they're allowing uh, barber shops and because they they phased back their opening, right? So, but of course, bar to, uh, barber shops and hairstylists, nail salons are like, dude, what the heck? Like, why are why are we need to open? We need to make money. So now they can only operate as outdoor businesses. 
So they have to like set up a tent outside and that's where they're performing the haircuts, nails, all of that stuff. Because it would be so much safer outdoors, but not really outdoors in a tent. Um, it has yes. to have it has to have uh, I believe two openings so that air okay. can flow through it. But uh, yeah, they're saying because the exposure to the open air, it makes it easier for them to uh, open what they say is safely. A um, little ridiculous, I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so my friend Lauren, uh, her and her mother have a salon, but it's in Palm Desert. It's 120 degrees outside. You think like their customers are going to sit, especially they live in Palm Springs. Half their 75% of their clients are snowbirds. They're, they're old people. Do you think they want to sit outside for two hours while they get their hair done? Oh, that reminds me of you guys watch Palm Springs on Hulu. Yet? No, we've not watched Palm Springs on Hulu yet. You need to watch that. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's for them, that's not a feasible option. Then let's also just say hypothetically there's a breeze that day. Could you imagine trying to cut someone's hair, like a, a woman's hair or a man's hair that's long and it's just blowing in the Whoops. wind? I bet that would make a lot more mistakes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy, but I, I, they're just, I guess they're trying to figure out what they can do to stay open, I guess. Here are the latest daily numbers, new cases in the U.S., 71,967 and deaths, 1,205, so over over 1,000 deaths in one day in so the U.S. in the state of Texas, uh, right now we have 10,893 Texans in the hospital as of yesterday. That's 422 more than a week ago. Right now they're occupying 19.4% of hospital beds. Uh, we also have 9,879 new cases uh, reported for the state of Texas on the 22nd. The, the, that makes the positivity rate about 14.2%. Remember, we wanted the positivity rate to be at 10%. Uh, Texans who have died as of July 22nd, uh, 4,348. Now that's 197 more than the day before, 916 more than a week ago. How's the uh, testing going? Because Lisa's been tested like as much as the president, mm -hmm. <laughs> like every three days, it seems like this is getting tested. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm getting tested. It's I'm waiting for those flipping results right, every time. Right. But like some people are saying, I don't know what Lisa's talking about. I got my results back in three days. Yeah. I think it depends one on where you go. And also because the thing is, I went to one urgent care that has three locations in town. I went to one on our side of town. And it took 10 days to get my results. Another woman uh, who got tested at the same urgent care, but the one on the east side, she said she got her results in four days. And she got tested, I believe, three or four days after me. How many times have you gotten tested, Lisa? Um, Three. Wow. That's a lot, right? Okay. How many times do you have to pay for it? So, uh, twice. Okay. So, the first time I got tested uh, was the initial one I needed to get done. And then I was afraid because, like, I, I knew there were so many delayed test results, uh, a friend of mine said, hey, well, why don't we try the state testing, the Texas military one? And I said, okay, hey, you know, just to at least have two tests. Was that the one you waited on hold for for so long? Yeah, for an hour and 30 minutes. Yes, that was the one. Um, and so I said, okay, you know what, fine. I'll go get a second test done just so 
because uh, at that time we had um, Papa Joe, which uh, one of our listeners who said he had been waiting a month already for his test results. Nothing. Um, one of our friends who owns. Uh, if you don't get your test result in a month, what's the point of, of getting the test done? Dude, he right? got the test like a week ago. It's been like two and a half months. Mm. And even and my other friend who was waiting for his results, he got his, I think, two weeks ago, too. And he's like, yeah, I got it a month and a half after I took the test. So it's a little and they they have you sign like the first place I went to. They told you, all right, so you're getting tested. Um, you need to confirm that you will not go back to work until your test results come back. And so I'm like, OK, that's fine. I got but that's why I got two tests done, because I'm like, look, I can't go back to work until I get some sort of a, a knowledge of what this test is. So I went ahead and uh, got that second test done. The first test took 10 days. The one through the Texas military, I got through, or through the military. We're still on the second test? Yeah. You haven't gotten to the third one yet? <laughs> no. Um, but this is the process I had to go through. And I got that test back two days later. Are, is, it, is it a thing where you could say, okay, this is faster than this, or... Is there any rhyme or reason? There, It really doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. And that's what's kind of frustrating about it. Um, and, the, and the thing that's a little bit uh, difficult, too, is so um, someone can test positive and somebody who was exposed at that same time can test positive like three or four days later. So the initial person that I knew um, that I went to dinner with he tested positive on, I think, like the twenty, the the, begin, the end of June, and it was not until five days later that the other girl that was at uh, dinner with us tested positive. So they were exposed at the same time, but she took longer to test positive. All right, we're about to get into rock news. Lisa's got that coming up, but they they did announce some new symptoms. Uh, few weeks ago covid toe mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. one that had added and then yeah. there do you remember what, what you said to me yesterday when i said i, I uh, should i get a test buzz and you said what uh how are you gonna pay for it no you said you're too <laughs> poor oh i said you're too poor to get a test and then That's i right. said i'm rich in friends and family said, well see if you can trade them some of your friends or family to get your test <laughs> it's the buzz adams morning show podcast in a minute i'm gonna do the good news bad news of the week where we review some news stories. Some of them, you know, like big news stories and some of them a little more offbeat, but look at both the positive and negative side of all the stories and the good news, bad news of the week coming up. New report from Yelp says that over 26,000 restaurants in the U.S. have closed down during the outbreak and more than 15,000, so most of them uh, closed for good. Wow. I was telling Lisa and Joanna I went to the mall for the first time since like February, mm-hmm. and it is <laughs> the one that's with a lot of people or the one with not a lot of people. Not a lot of people. Okay. Well, guess what? Hmm. It was really like creepy, like <laughs> <laughs> like exploring an old abandoned mall. I guess like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, except in Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> they still had merchandise in the stores. It's not like the stores were empty, but. Even before the pandemic started, that that particular mall had, like the the Sears store was completely empty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. KB Toys, the, for a long time. I, I haven't been there since KB Toys was there. KB Toys hasn't been there for like fifteen years, bro. It's been fifteen years since I've been in the mall. <laughs> but 
I've noticed that I think the mall, like this mall, but then you're right. I do go to like when I was in Tulsa seeing my my nieces, I took them to the mall, and there's one mall in Tulsa that's popping. Yeah, really popping. But I think that a lot of malls are just going to transition into being kind of like community centers with like a a karate dojo. (laughs) There are two gyms. Well, this is kind of true. So, um. There's a business owner here in the city in which we live that a mall in New Mexico contacted them and said, hey, we were wondering if you could bring your idea to our mall and, you know, make it kind of like, and they were explaining how they're revamping the malls. And this is in uh, northern New Mexico. But yeah, they're making them kind of into community centers where Hmm. the top floor of the mall is a lot of restaurants, a lot of bars, um, activity centers, things like that. Uh, so you will have like an arcade, you'll have um, like a bowling alley in there, a movie theater. And mm-hmm. then on the bottom floor is where you'll have actual retail shops, like shops and things like that, like a traditional mall would have. And so that's kind of the way they're trying to entice people to come back to the malls is, hey, you know, your kids can, or you can go and have dinner and then go out, see a movie and then maybe or go shopping beforehand or you need to kill 30 minutes before your movie, you can go to this uh, shopping center for a little bit. So that's their, that's the way they're trying to bring back the malls. Hmm. I think it's a good plan. I think we could get a lot of people back there by making the most important things in our lives, like all at the mall. Want to refill your prescriptions? You have to go to the mall. If you want to go to the doctor, VA. You don't have to go anywhere now. That's the nature of the internet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what kind of that's has what killed, it. killed the yeah. mall. I, I think the only, the last two things left are going to be hot dog on a stick and Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. Or in Hot Topic. What do you think will happen? Do you think they'll make hot dog on a sticks like pop-ups? Because they can't get rid of that business. It's delicious, right? Um, no, that's where I think that all the, all the money is, is in hot dogs these days. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right, uh, from sports, this is a quick sports here, but uh, the baseball season gets started today. Football, uh, there are many, many question marks still surrounding NFL and college and high school, for that matter. But the NFL officially announced yesterday that not all not all teams are going to have uh, fans I mean, in, in in general or at the games? <laughs> yeah, like the Cleveland Browns aren't going to have fans. <laughs> Some business as usual. No. Uh, fans who attend games this season will be required to wear masks. Okay. Not all teams are allowing fans, though. But this uh, was from the NFL Vice President of Communications, Brian McCarthy, and a tweet yesterday. He said, for those wondering, yes, it is league-wide. Fans yeah. at NFL games this season will be required to wear face coverings. Mm-hmm. And some fans are raising holy hell over this. Mm. I wonder if they're the same fans who go to a game where it's 10 below zero and don't <laughs> wear, wear no shirt. shirt. Yeah. Like, a mask is too uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Not all teams are even allowing fans in the stadiums. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, though, just announced that they're going to have fans, but they're going to limit it to between 10,000 and 20,000, which is less than half of uh, what their stadium uh, could hold. It's kind of smart, though, to do that. One, because they get to say, 
we're social distancing. Like fans are going to come in, but we're going to only do it at this capacity. But now those tickets are going to be probably even more expensive. Oh, yeah. Because now instead of having a a packed stadium where let's say you have 20,000 people usually, now only 10,000 can get tickets. So the price, yeah, it's more exclusive. The price is probably going to go up for a lot of those tickets and either the scalpers are going to make them more or the actual teams are. And I'm going to go with the teams are probably going to do that. Major league baseball starts today. Dr. Anthony Fauci will throw out the ceremonial first pitch for the Nationals. Do you think Anthony Fauci was good at sports as a kid? Yeah, he might have been. I mean, he's a he's a diminutive guy, so maybe and a scientist. He was in basketball. Oh, really? He was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See how shocked Buzz is. <laughs> have you know? I need to send this. Song I thought maybe to you. he was like a jockey. And right, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a little fellow, right? I little need fella. to send you this song. It's great. It's a song about Fauci to Hamilton, and it's amazing. Um, and and he's a scientist. Scientists aren't known for their athletic well, prowess. I, I admire him for his science. Yes. <laughs> And I could forgive a lot of lack of athletic prowess <laughs> for, for, from Anthony Fauci. All right, let's take a look at our good news, bad news of the week. We review news headlines once a week and look at both the positive and negative side because each story really does have, uh, you know, for every dark cloud, there's a silver lining. So mm-hmm. the saying goes. Yeah. And we're going to begin today with... Mm, bad news. Yeah, a new report says that polar bears may become extinct within the next 100 years. Oh, no. Oh, no. As a result of shrinking sea ice Aww. in the Arctic. We we may have less than 100 years before polar bears become extinct. Oh, what's good about news. that? It's fine. There's more Coca-Cola for us. <laughs> <laughs> They always seem to be hoarding, especially around the holidays. I haven't seen that commercial in a while. (laughs) Walmart announced that their stores will not be open on Thanksgiving this year. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Bad news. Well, it's bad news for customers who need to go to Walmart to grab last-minute essentials like Milk or rolls or mm-hmm. meth. You know? yeah. <laughs> Good news. Yeah, this is nice. Country Time Lemonade. Love it. Is sending $100 bailouts to lemonade stands. Oh. Yeah, oh. Isn't that cute? What's the bad news? And just like that, suddenly there are dozens of members of Congress whose spouses just remember they own lemonade stands. (laughs) 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 And uh, one final story on the good news, bad news of the week. Bad news. Yeah, there is a rumor going around in Tennessee Uh that protesters want to topple statues of Elvis Presley. Oh, no. Elvis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Elvis. Fortunately, fortunately, the statues are of older Elvis, so they can't be toppled. Because <laughs> oh. he was fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Tomorrow is National Tequila Day, and the Rock. What what is this one? Is this Instagram? Yeah. Uh, yes. On Instagram, The Rock 
is making a uh, hot fudge sundae Ooh. with tequila. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound good? No. You don't like tequila? It looks like butter. You look like butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that does look good. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I know. I'm like, go on. <laughs> he got my attention. As a treat for National Tequila Day, if I brought in the ingredients and Nico mixed them up and made tequila hot fudge sundaes, would you guys, would you guys try them? Let me see how the rock finishes. I doing feel like it. there's other things you could make. Because <laughs> it could get grosser, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, like uh, maybe that that if you cream, did Bailey's. But... Or even if you did, um, but it's not National Bailey's Day. It's tomorrow. National Tequila. National well, then tequila for tequila, day. Let, me, let me see how the rock. Yeah, let, let's you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Go on. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Go. <gasps> Ew. Oh, that sounds awful. So Goat cheese fancy. habanero. Okay, that that just sounds like a punishment. I have right? coconut habanero ice cream. Goat yeah. cheese. Goat cheese habanero. Yeah, good with that. Mary, Mary and Barry? Barry. Yeah, Mary and Barry. Is that a person? No. That's not yeah, like a is. person. Yeah, Mary and Barry. Mary yes. and Barry was the mayor of Washington D.C. who had to step down when he was caught. Uh, smoking crack with a prostitute. Yeah, and a Johnny and, and Cochran was makes... his lawyer. Yeah. No, but there, there's actual Marionberry, right? <laughs> like a fruit. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was like not a person. some messed up Ben and Jerry's flavor. Why? Yeah, I was, I was like, why would they name it after yeah. Marionberry? Well, he did crack, and apparently now he does ice cream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you looked at me like I was dumb. Like, look, Marion berries are plants. <gasps> it looks like a blackberry. Oh my god! I wonder if Marion Berry's parents named him after the berry. I yeah. wonder if they purposely did it. He had a sister named Straw. Stop. And a brother named Blue. Blue? <laughs> Rasp. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's do it. I, I just have a feeling. It Ugh. sounds like uh, Sanchez doesn't like tequila at all. No, I, I do uh, like. Goddamn lie. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lie, trust me. Um, no, I do, but I think there's other things we could make. Like, you could make a really good, like, mango habanero, like, margarita. I have a coconut habanero ice cream. Let's do it. Yeah, see? Like, something like and that would be better. a margarita ice cream. Do, you, do you like tequila, Joanna? I do, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, whatever you guys, guys want to bring in. Tequila's going on it. So. <laughs> Wait, what kind of tequila? And what does he do with it? Does he just put a shot of it in there? A very Terramana Ropas, Reposado. That's the one he little. owns. Yeah, that's his. That's his brand. And he's he, you didn't play the part where he gives a reason for the, for putting the the tequila in, but uh, it's not a lot. It's not like drowning it. It's just enough to kind of melt it. Oh, interesting. That's the one. Oh. oh, okay. I feel like he's had a couple 
shots of reposado before right. this. Yeah. It seems like maybe this wasn't the first take. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's take a look at uh, a couple of posts mm-hmm. over at buzzadamshow.com. And uh, Lisa seems like she might have been a little sex-obsessed yesterday <laughs> when okay. she was posting. So. I mean, based on her Instagram. <laughs> Let's talk, first of all, about your post. Uh, three Texas cities are in the top ten for cities looking for threesomes during the pandemic. So Hold on. Let me get my pencil. <laughs> uh, How did they compile this information, and what are these cities? So this is a, a dating app uh, called 3fun.com. Yeah. And it is a dating app, as you can tell, for people looking for an alternative and more open relationship. Um, yeah. Looks like there's a lot of people that want to make their pandemic a whole lot less lonely uh, during this time. they got a dating site just for people who are looking for threesomes? Yeah. 3fun yeah. is the Plus site. Is what? What? <laughs> Now you don't have to ask me all the time. Oh. Yeah. So even though, hey, they're saying stay Stop at home. These Nico for a They were telling people uh, to yeah, stay I just at home. Be, I just want to be clear. He's, <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> well, because there's somebody out there that's going to uh-huh. hear that and is going to think. Uh huh. Uh huh. He's definitely lying. He's definitely lying. So go ahead. Okay. Um, so this dating app <laughs> uh, looked at what cities had the most couples and individuals looking for threesomes or a swinger type relationship. Uh, when they looked at the major cities, of course, Los Angeles, New York were hit, taking the number one and two spots, respectively. Uh, but Texas surprisingly had three cities making the top 10 list. What three cities do you think? El Paso. Nah. 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 We too crazy for that. You yeah. kidding me? I'll we ain't sharing the, our men. Probably <laughs> the biggest ones. I'll go Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Although there's a chance Austin might slip in there. Well, you did get it. It is Houston. Slip in. Might come and join the party. The Austin. Uh, no. Uh, which one do you think came in at number three? Uh, San Antonio. No, Houston came in number three on the list. It was the third in the threesome. It was the third in the threesome between Los Angeles and New York, yes. Uh, San Antonio came in at number six, and Dallas came in at number nine. What they did is they looked at active users between March and now to see how many users were on the site. So in Houston, it looks like they had 9,000 active, open-minded Houston residents that were using the 3Fun app. In San Antonio. Installing now. <laughs> it looks like in Dallas, they had about 4,500. In San Antonio, they had about 6,000. So um, they say also as the pandemic continued on, the more messages that they saw were being sent between users. Now, it doesn't tell us if those messages were sent between the same users or if it was multiple, but it is a swinger site, so most likely multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want, 3fun.com. You ever come have a across? Good time. Got a lot of five star reviews. For, for people who, who have a dating app mm-hmm. do you ever come across like on tinder it's like okay here's somebody why, why are they a couple and then you read the thing it's like we're an adventurous couple looking for a third mm-hmm. looking like for someone t- to join us right on tinder you, you haven't seen the sperm donors on there yet or the the <laughs> couples that are looking for sperm, sperm no. donors. yeah no i haven't ever seen that legit 
And uh, where do they How have a drive? How are you coming across that? <laughs> what did you have to be? <laughs> Lisa, she's different words. Oh. <laughs> How are you? It's none of your business what I'm coming across, okay? <laughs> How are you stumbling across men that are willing to donate? You know how Tinder like creates this algorithm that yeah, exactly. oh, okay. goes to whatever needs you have. Let's I, talk about drive through strip clubs. Yeah, now. let's do that. <laughs> Can that be on my Tinder too? Do that. Uh, so uh, while we're in the pandemic, a lot of businesses have kind of fell into a gray zone mm-hmm. where they don't know if they're allowed to open or unopen. Now, my thinking what is, is this? this is stripper music, <laughs> like old, old fashioned stripper times? music from like the, the 40s. The stripper goes up in a flapper outfit and does this, the Charleston. She does, uh, she does the bubble She's dance. She's going to pull down her <laughs> pantaloons. This is what your grandma danced to. <laughs> I can't with y'all today. Um, Here, I'll try and get you a more updated. Yeah, yeah something what? to shake it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, okay, okay. finally. Okay. I was about to say, Buzz, this uh, club's in Houston. So. Finally, yeah, all right. <laughs> that last music probably wasn't right. All right, uh, so... Vivid Gentlemen's Club in Houston, Texas. They have opened the first drive through strip club in the Lone Star State. So congratulations to them. They are getting with it so that they can open up, which I'm a little, I've heard that the clubs in the city in which we live are already open. Oh. Mm. Uh, I've, I've heard. Get on there, look into that. There are some that are out, <laughs> that lie outside the county. Uh, so right. that, yeah. that might ah, be the way they're doing it. Okay. Okay. I see that. Uh, yeah. So uh, in Houston, the clubs are not allowed to be opened yet. So this club decided to think outside of the box and actually take the idea from Portland. Outside of the box. I know. Is where you're I was supposed trying to, put the dollar bill. to uh, pretend. Hey, I where do I put this that. dollar? Make sure it's outside <laughs> the, box. the box. Outside. <laughs> um, so what they do is they open up a drive-thru. Patrons get a little bit of a dinner and a show. You order your food and you drive through. Customers get a two-song limit to watch the girls dance while their food is being prepared. Uh, And they got all the fixings of a true strip club. They got stages for the performers, poles, music blaring from outdoor speakers, lights that are highlighting the dancers. Um, but you can still see there are signs Ugh. of the pandemic. There's this no- just looks creepy sad. DJs there this too. looks like it's not fun for anybody involved, <laughs> to be honest. But admit that if they had that here in town, you'd totally go because I would just to see what it's like. Oh, absolutely. But what kind of food are they serving? So they have this, they say that they've already had a full kitchen before this. So they have burgers, nachos, pizza, uh, fries. They have all just the traditional. Traditional bar food. food. Yeah, traditional bar food. Uh, but they say, yeah, they, this is a good way that the girls were able to come out and uh, earn money again. You, you know, in the city in which we live, uh, all the strip clubs, there's none that, that fall under this category. But in some cities, there are strip clubs that are known for having really great burgers or mm-hmm. yeah. like the best nachos in town. And then there are some that are like... It's like a free steak thing. Like some of the some kind of, of the strip pro- clubs. I they have weird promotions around. Yeah, yeah, they usually they they have like a I've buffet been, that they do. I've never been to one where I was like, well, I've never been to one first of all. My mom <laughs> mm, yeah. Where the food is the draw, but I've definitely heard of them before. Where it's like, oh my god, they you know they give you like almost almost free 
food just to get you into the club mm-hmm. and that people <laughs> but I've never been to one like that mm-hmm. uh, Roberto on the chat is asking what if you want a private dance uh, you, well, you I don't. Can't. I think that's. No. Not, I think that's probably. not There's a lot in the pandemic. There's like a parking space away <laughs> somewhere else. I was looking at this picture. There's a picture that they have on the Houston Chronicle uh-huh. website, and I was I didn't notice in this picture. There's a girl twerking, and all you can see <laughs> is the top of her of her butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is the what's the name of that club? That again? is Vivid Gentlemen's Club, and they even said too, they're like, look, we're not making any money off of this. The dancers are. So they said they're strictly doing it for the cooks, the dancers, all their staff that need to get uh, money right now during the pandemic. So they said technically they're support still support local. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're supporting local. I really think someone should do this here in town because. I think it would be amazing. It's a service industry, guys. You mm-hmm. got to support all those hard workers. Right. Shop local. All of Tip our- 50%. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. Uh, good Thursday morning to everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And we're getting closer and closer to the weekend. So tell me if this comes as a huge surprise. Um, Derek Chauvin the officer who was kneeling on George Floyd's uh, neck. Or I guess, in other words, the the police officer who most directly killed George Floyd. Uh, Him and his wife have been charged for tax evasion. And the charges are that Derek Chauvin did not report $95,000 that he had earned for doing off-duty security work. And he also didn't report $65,000 from a photography business. And I think the photography business is where the, is where the wife is involved. So I, I know considering what he's already been arrested for, tax evasion maybe doesn't really move the needle a lot. But, you know, I love these hardcore law and order guys who, you know, how dare you? try and pass off a fake $20 bill. Meantime, <laughs> this guy's a tax cheat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, he's been charged, so I guess it's unproven, but I, I just think there are so many people that like that who are like, you know, we got, we got it's got to be law and order. We got to have zero tolerance for this sort of stuff. And then you find out, you know, they're up to some kind of shenanigans that are that are way worse. I mean, if George Floyd deserved to die for trying to pass off a fake 20, what should the punishment be for (laughs) Derek Chauvin? Yeah. All right. um, Nico, thanks for coming by today. Oh, no problem, buddy. I thought you were sick yesterday. I called you and your voice sounded really like a different person. (gasps) He was so sad yesterday. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah. He was Uh, being real sassy. You guys, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you guys couldn't uh, couldn't entertain Buzz uh, yes. in the way he likes to be entertained. No, we could not. Only you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling I was feeling real sick yesterday. I didn't feel good. Oh God. Yeah. Like, uh, I think like I just Rona? Been, I didn't know. I just think I hadn't been sleeping a lot. I, I do feel like a little malaise. So I told Buzz like, Yeah, should I get the test? And he's like, No, you're too poor to get the test. <laughs> Well, because just yesterday, well, Lisa told me it's one hundred and five dollars if you I, if I you get it's one. Free that you have at some of the places what are you, for <laughs> testing. Yeah. So it just depends on Will your insurance cover it. 
Okay. It should. I have yes. insurance. Yes, it will. Yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing. So if you go to the the state-run or now city-run testing sites that are done through that contractor, um, it's free. However, the lines are insanity right now. Like, I saw some of the videos of them, and it just goes for miles. Oh, so if you want to get there faster, you can pay more. Exactly. Well, no, you. if you want to get your test results, if you don't want to wait, wait in the line. line. Okay. Yeah, so basically, and then I saw on a post on FitFam, of course, and it said, imagine waiting three hours in line just to get to the front to this. And it was said, computers down, wait time four hours. Yeah, so you had already waited three hours to additionally wait another four I, on I top of Buzz it. I guess Buzz heard the, the, the number $105, and he thought, oh, my God, that's a fortune, Anika. That's like, there's no way that no, Anika will so come up with $105. You can get it done. <laughs> <laughs> no. like, that would be correct. It would be like, you have enough straight quarters around your house like you that. Could just, so there's, yeah, different, just <laughs> there's different tests that you can get done. So if you go to, let's say, an urgent care, schedule an appointment, uh, but even then, they'll ask you, do you have symptoms? Were you exposed? They'll ask you all these questions beforehand, and they will have to determine whether or not they will give you the test. So if they decide that you aren't symptomatic or there's a you, there's a good chance you'll be denied, mm-hmm. um, that's another issue you're going to run into. Uh, other places, too, they have what's called the rapid test. And the rapid test, you're going to get your results back within that day, and which to some they've gotten within like 45 minutes. But that test, I, I believe they will make you pay out of pocket. Just depends where you go to get it. So it, it, and it just depends on how fast you want to get your results and if you're willing to wait in a line. Because I have heard that the, the uh, testing sites, that they mm-hmm. give the results back very fast. But the wait when you're actually there is you're waiting for hours. My friends just went to a drive through one, and I thought that was very convenient, that you didn't even have to get out of the car. and you could just... A lot of uh, places, because they don't want you inside of their building, uh, they are doing drive through instead. So you can go, and that's what most of these, uh, the state-run and military-run ones are. If you go to, like, the one over in the Northeast, uh, Nation Tobins, that's a drive through also a walk-up. So if you don't have a car, you can walk up to that one as well. Um, and then they just put, so the sites were, there was about, like, five or six all over town, and they just merged them all into what they're calling, quote-unquote, mega sites. So it's like two sites and then the dry and then the walk up one. But the mega sites are the ones that we are seeing these astronomical lines of people waiting and where people are saying that they're waiting for seven hours. And um, one of my friends, he went through and I asked him, you know, what was your experience? How was it going through? And he goes, it was a bleep show. He was like, it was there. He's all there were questionable sanitary um, procedures going on. The weight, you could tell that he's like, the staff kind of seemed like they didn't know what they were doing. Um, He's like, it was the most painful out of all of the swabs I've done so far. Well, what did the the mayor of El Paso tell us yesterday? It was was like, I don't Yeah. Yeah. He he said it sucks. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to curse on the radio, but like, (laughs) and I had asked him like, you know, it sounds like they don't have it's not a well-oiled machine and that was his answer was right. yeah it's been a real bleep show okay. <laughs> well and he made a good point because the thing is is that people saw the vote that he did and they thought it meant that he voted no to adding additional sites and he did say that was not on the ballot that was not what we were voting for it was voting whether or not the city would take over either take over or send in reinforcements to them. But he said, we just, we don't have the money or the manpower for that. 
So that's why this contractor has taken over. But clearly there are a lot of issues because the 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 military that were running at the National Guard, they've left. And they were the ones running the sites from, I think it started in like May all the way up until now. They were the ones that were doing those sites. And then um, the state kept extending them out, but the state didn't extend them out anymore, which is why this private contractor is now doing it. But clearly there's issues. Um, so it's it's just basically what whatever you want to do and also who will take you because a lot of these private companies or the private places that are doing it, they, you have to have either a doctor's order, be symptomatic, or have been personally exposed. Well, I, I might not even have to get one because people are giving great uh, things on the on the, on the the message boards. Oh, that's the best source of yeah, medical They're saying to chug some bleach, you know, vapor rub up the nose. There you go. Uh, yeah. How many shows would Nico have to do to pay it off? I don't know. I feel like you've done enough stuff for me lately. I probably owe you like $105. <laughs> Nico has mm-hmm. been my in-home health. Uh, yeah, he really my has. Do- but for my dog. He's the one who's giving him his pills every day and Aww. giving him shots and stuff. So. And it's one at night and at, uh, in the mornings. Um, I want to do the Mo Show calendar, so get the music ready, uh, Joanna, okay. for Mo Show calendar. Uh, but bef- before, I just want to... This is totally unrelated, but Domino's Pizza says that it's a myth that you can't recycle pizza boxes and Mm. wants more people to do it. I have heard specifically because I used to put my pizza boxes and somebody told me. I told you. uh, I thought it was a person in a position of uh, authority. but I think that I told you, but then we had someone in the chat who worked at the recycling center who said, no, you're not supposed to. Domino's is pushing for its customers to start recycling pizza boxes more often. Yo, they're going to be so uh, mad. Aren't they? Aren't they paper? Basically, why can't you? Why can't you? So because this is the thing, and a lot of these products have uh, that you can't recycle them if they have food left over on them. So a pizza box has a lot of grease, the pepperoni, the cheese, whatever that you got on it, uh, left over in the box. So they're saying the grease uh, is difficult for the recycling plant or something like that. That's also, I guess, why you're not supposed to. There's a lot of the different things you're not supposed to recycle. I think like milk. Milk carton. cartons because there's a wax inside of the paper carton to keep it from leaking out. You're not supposed to recycle jokes, but don't tell Buzz that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't tell Buzz that. I believe in recycling. <laughs> um, here's what it says in the story. Uh, in some cases, out of an abundance of caution, some recycling programs have prohibited pizza boxes altogether in an effort to reduce the risk that customers will leave uneaten uneaten pizza and scraps Uh, so based on this information this story says recycle your pizza box make sure there are no pizza scraps left inside it's not the pizza scraps it's the 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 spot of grease that's what i was told the problem is and domino's i know you you have a spot of grease (laughs) like all pizza boxes (laughs) do yeah it's the buzz adams morning show podcast we're going to get into our entertainment news. Joanna has some entertainment news uh, update on the Kanye uh, saga. We have that on the way in just a few minutes. I was going to bring up uh, common phrases that people get wrong. Hmm. Okay. And before we get into it, I, I just want to, like, so I'm not coming off like, oh, you know, I'm superior, never make a mistake. Oh, you don't? Oh, you don't. I found out yesterday. He's not superior. Yesterday, I found out, (laughs) okay, you know there's a difference between a 
a tablet and a capsule if you're going to take a pill? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I thought the tablet was called the capsule, and I thought the capsule was called the pill. Or was called the tablet. Tablet. Okay. I thought the tablet was the thing with the plastic container. Yeah. Apparently that is not That's correct. A yeah. There's usually like a capsule at the end of a space mission, remember? The capsule comes down and I'm just saying it looks like a capsule. I realized thing. I'd been saying the exactly the wrong <laughs> way. Like, let me just say first that I made a mistake. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> Before All right. I say these. Because I, I know that I can come across as a know it all sometimes. No, mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't say that. All right. <laughs> All right, so let me give you an example. If you've got an idea and you're going to develop it, do you say, I'm going to flush out the idea or I'm going to flesh out the idea? Flush. Flesh. Yeah. Unanimous? Yeah, unanimous. Flushing it out sounds like a dump. Like you're dumping <laughs> an idea. Flesh out is correct. Woo! It means you're adding substance or you're adding flesh mm-hmm. to the idea of I only know this because Buzz Branded had correct- all the time. <laughs> oh, because Buzz has totally corrected me like years ago, and now I know forever. Because he goes flesh out. Yeah, not flesh out. That's exactly how he says it though. Back yeah, like, like with the flesh. hand, flesh. with the flesh. hand too. He he's does, like look, flesh. He does like that out. Trump thing with the hand. Flesh. Yeah, flesh, flesh out. And I'm like, well, don't forget what when I mean. Don't forget when I mansplain something <laughs> to a woman. I I always go. Actually, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, at, look at the head thing he did there. Yeah, exactly. Actually, all right. If you're really ready to do something, you're excited about doing it. Are mm-hmm. you chomping at the bit or champing at the bit? Chomping? I thought it was chomping. Yeah, chomping. chomping? It's definitely chomping. <laughs> it's champing. Oh. Champing at the bits? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> the original phrase was champing at the bit. And it's when a, champing is when a horse grinds its teeth on a you know a piece of metal or oh. leather. But so many people say chomping at the bit. That's just what it became. De facto, it's acceptable. But it I was originally it had something to do with the, the shark. Bit. Yeah, because what what would chomping at the bit mean? That means you're trying to bite it or something. Yeah, that's what I, that's well, what I thought it was. Something shark involved. Well, I, a bit, I, a I bit think, is used in a horse. Like I, the, the, I think champing and chomping are are very similar. Like the actual definitions mm. of the two things, you, you know, it involves. So we win. So we, yeah, yeah, we fine. win technically. <laughs> He's like, on a technicality. I don't even get this one. Okay. Set foot in or step foot in. I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't set foot in there, or I wouldn't step foot in there. Oh. Yeah. Step so foot. set. Step set foot. foot. What? I feel like it could be either. I think it's set foot. All right. Here's what it says. Set foot is set foot is the right way uh-huh. to say it. Yeah. I wouldn't set foot in that place for a million dollars. Like I wouldn't set. Stepping is something you do with your feet, so you don't step foot anywhere. Uh, all right, so oh man, I haven't eaten all day. I'm starting to get hunger pangs or, or itis hum- or hunger pains. Pangs, pangs with pains. a G. Hunger pangs, pangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really pangs, but a lot of people say pains, which also you know pretty accurately describes what it is. So, mm-hmm. uh, a pang is defined as a piercing spasm of pain. 
you know, a lot of these, I think the definitions are, are so close. Mm-hmm. You know, a pang is a type of pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Buzz, you're a pang in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this one? Case in point. Or is it case and point? Case, case and point. point. Case in point. In point. Case and point. I say and. Is case it case and point? Case. Or case? I always thought point. it was case in point. Case in point. All right. So let me use it in a sentence. You know, for a lot of a lot of people, stand-up comedy is not a very lucrative career. <laughs> case and point, <laughs> Nico. Or would you say case in point? Nico, what did you guys decide? I say and with the D at the end. Like the case in this point is Nico. I, I say case so and. In. So, Joanna, you say in? Yes. Joanna's right. Ah. Oh, Joanna! That's right, I am. Your case, <laughs> your case is in the point you're making, so case in point. Ah. Because they're the one and the same, so. Nice. Uh, all right, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end. That's the end. Except for entertainment news. Woo! <laughs> and here is Joanna Barber with today's Hollywood Chit Chat. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning, all you cool cats and kittens. Nice. Clint Eastwood is not happy with CBD companies allegedly using his name to promote their products. So what did he do about him? He sued them. Uh, the 90-year-old actor fired off two lawsuits on Wednesday seeking millions of dollars in damages. In the first lawsuit, he claims companies used photos, quotes, and fraudulent interviews to make it seem as though he endorsed the CBD products. However, Eastwood denies giving any interviews and having uh, endorsed the CBD products. In the second lawsuit, Eastwood says that the companies used his name in the coding of their websites in an attempt to lure shoppers in through inter- internet searches. As a result, Eastwood is taking the to court to order the CBD companies to give up the benefits, both monetary or otherwise. That's a weird marketing strategy. It's like, yeah, like you know, if we're gonna illegally use someone's image, who are we gonna go with? Why Clint Eastwood? Or Why wouldn't you do like, Snoop Dogg? I wonder what kind of CBD products Clint Eastwood uses. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Make me high. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kardashian has addressed her husband Kanye West's bipolar disorder <sighs> on Wednesday, calling for compassion and empathy from media and from the public. She said that she's never spoken publicly about how it has affected their household because she's very protective of their children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. Kardashian noted that in cases like these, family is powerless unless the member is a minor. And she added that no matter how hard family and friends try to help, people experiencing mental health struggles must engage in the process of getting help themselves. Meanwhile, Kanye tweeted that he's been trying to divorce Kim since 2018 (laughs) and insinuated that she wanted to get something going with Meek Mill. Mm -hmm. Um, Meek Mill says that it's a bunch of lies. She never tried to come on to him. Uh, Kanye also called his mother-in-law, Kris Jenner, Kris Jong-un, and said... I'm I'm cool with that. (laughs) And said that Lil Baby won't do a song with him. Uh, obviously, a lot of these. Well, of tweets course, have he won't. He's a little baby. Expect a little baby to do a song. With <laughs> no, it's a little baby. A little baby. Oh. It's a little baby. 
And finally, the Netflix series Unsolved Mysteries has both shocked and gripped fans with its tragic yet fascinating stories. The show, which is a reboot of the 80s classic, premiered earlier this month and consists of six different cases. Nice. It seems that there's been a major update regarding the case of Alonzo Brooks, who went missing from a house party in rural Kansas in 2004 and was eventually found dead. The official account for Unsolved Mysteries tweeted that the case had been officially reopened by authorities and that his body was being exhumed. The tweet read, Update. The body of Alonzo Brooks was exhumed this morning. His case was recently reopened by the FBI, who are offering a 100000 reward for tips leading to an arrest. If you know something, please come forward. So this is, mysteries this is again. the one where yeah. these friends lived in in Kansas. in Kansas. Not I don't think they lived in a huge city, but it was, no, it was but they went to an even smaller yes. city about two hours away and this friend went with them. Well he was they got there and found out, oh, this this is like really backwoods. Yeah. And I guess mm-hmm. he had gotten into some kind of confrontation and th- his friends ended up leaving him there because he didn't want to leave because he'd hit off with a girl. So the thinking is that he got in some kind of confrontation, possibly because of his race mm-hmm. and that he was in this, you know, mostly white, very rural setting. The friends somebody say killed him. he had already gone in one confrontation with someone because he was talking to a girl that was already somebody else's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, and, uh, don't do that. And they did a search for him down by the. This is one of the episodes I saw. They did a search yeah. for mm-hmm. his body down by the creek and didn't find anything. And that was like the local authorities. And then the family came out and said, "You know what? We're going to look ourselves." And they found his body laying mm-hmm. right there. So, and then either, there was like a shed nearby. And the police are like, "What? Yeah. Oh, you found it." So I remember as as I'm watching this, it's like either the police didn't do a thorough search and just, you know, were derelict in their duty, or they did do a thorough search and then whoever the killer was or somebody who knew where the body was took the body and dumped it where they knew they'd already searched. So mm-hmm. um but it's just they're exhuming the body to look for, for any for further any. forensics. Yep. All right. Well, with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. And that's on uh it's on Netflix, right? It is. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Right into the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, which is also known as the KLAQ or El Paso Hour. And I want to acknowledge all of our listeners around Texas and around the world, really, that are listening to us. You can check us out on our Facebook page. We've got a uh, live feed going on and you can see what's happening in the studio. There's a comment board that you can either read or participate in. And that is at Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook. So just find Buzz Adams Show on Facebook and you can join in. KLAQ mobile app. You could take KLAQ with you and listen wherever you go. Also online at KLAQ.com. And great news, great news, podcast fans. The podcast, right, Joanna? Yep. I know this is day two. It is good news. Still still running good. It Woo! is, right. yes. I did have to go uh, and, and re-subscribe. So there had been some change over the past few weeks, and I, I had to re-subscribe to get the morning show podcast. But every day we've got the podcast for you, and it is kind of a a Reader's Digest version of the morning show. We somehow narrow 
five hours down into uh, an hour, hour and a half, I guess. And all you have to do is subscribe, and that'll be there for you wherever you want to listen. Let's talk about the Amazon Fulfillment Center that is coming. I had seen this uh, being talked about a lot. People were saying, oh, it's definitely coming because they're building it. Uh, But city officials for weeks would not uh, confirm or they would deny that they knew anything about the uh, Amazon Fulfillment Center that was being built. And Amazon also wouldn't confirm it, but in today's El Paso Times, headline story is that Amazon Center in El Paso is definitely officially being built, and it's going to bring about 750 full-time jobs to the city. Oh, wow. So let's talk about that. On the one hand, I see a lot of people saying, well, you know, they don't treat their, they don't treat their workers good, and, you know, they have to be on their feet all the time, but... On the other hand, they're not going to force you to take the job, right? They're only going to give the job to people who want the mm-hmm. job. It's going to be 15 uh, full-time jobs starting at $15 an hour, plus health insurance and other benefits. And that's huge. Yeah. You know. So before we start nitpicking mm-hmm. uh, about all the things that might not be so pleasant about working at an Amazon Fulfillment Center, I mean, a $15 an hour job with medical and other benefits is, you know. I mean, on the transport ambulance, I made $7 an hour taking care of people. As an EMT. Yeah, as an EMT. Well, this, so. is, this is more than twice that uh, for working at a fulfillment center. So it's going to be at Far East El Paso. So the area that they're talking about is between Rojas and I-10 and near Eastlake Boulevard. It's across the street from the Eastlake Marketplace, which is a shopping center that is also under construction now. Uh, El Paso Judge uh, Ricardo Samaniego in June told the El Paso Times that he didn't know anything about the Amazon project. Uh, But on a on a news, uh, a virtual news conference yesterday, the judge called Amazon a beacon of light for El Paso and said the project validates that El Paso is a great community with a strong economy. This one is going to be small in comparison to some of the larger Amazon uh, facilities. It's going to be 625,000 square feet, which is small compared to some of the other ones which are more than a million square feet mm-hmm. and employ more than 1,000 people. But they're talking about 750 full-time jobs starting out $15 an hour. How do you apply, Buzz? I write to uh, Jeff Bezos, I guess. Just <laughs> write him a personal note. That's very helpful. Show up at his ranch. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you probably go to the website. Speaking of billionaires, there are a lot of people that are having fun with this picture of Mark Zuckerberg from vacation. Had you have you have you does this ring a bell or have you heard what what people are finding so funny? I heard something about sunscreen. Yeah. That, okay. He uh, went surfing, and but he's covered with way too much sunscreen. I mean, his face is uh, just slathered. In sunscreen. He looks like he just got done performing for a mime show. Or well, like a... 
Yeah, mine. I was going to show you some of the uh, images that people um, compared Mark Zuckerberg's abundance of lotion. There you go. <laughs> it's a picture of a mine. Uh, there's a fresh career. There's a fresh career just waiting for Mark Zuckerberg. I thought this one was very clever. <laughs> it's, it's from a Batman movie in the 1960s where the Joker, played by Cesar Romero, surfed while it wearing clothes and his makeup, and they're comparing uh, the it, Joker to Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. It's I, a, yeah, it's slathered on there. I think this is the best one. In <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, whenever she puts her face, smashes her face into the meringue and comes up like she's uh, so that one, that one's great. Why would you put that much lotion on? She even says it's like a treatment. You've, you've got to try it's a new Swedish. Oh no, gee, I think he's talking about Zuckerberg. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. I was right. talking about Mark Zuckerberg. You weren't so aware of this new movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, skincare, man. Mm-hmm. Look, he's got a nice butt. I was, you know, I didn't want to Jeez. be the one to bring it up, but he actually about his butt. I, it looks like he's. Uh, it looks like he works out. He's got. Now you know, look he looks pretty fit. Look at he's popping. Yeah, he's he, popping. Nice tush. Yeah. <laughs> Sunscreen. Are, is nope. that what you're doing? Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Hey, so what's well, the... Look it up. What do people say is so bad about working at, at an Amazon Fulfillment Center? I know they've done exposés oh, yeah. and stuff. Good for you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, right? His he, butt? He's yeah. got bumpies. Butt? Look at his butt. Oh, my and God. His, Joanna, like look like. at, at that butt. butt. Look at that Facebook butt. It's <laughs> a billion-dollar butt. Should have been butt butt. It's a billion dollars per cheek. Do you guys know what the what the main beef is that <laughs> yes. is so hard to work at Amazon? So they time so you're supposed to put the orders in the boxes and get it all shipped out, right? Mm-hmm. But they time you to see how long it takes you to get from place to place in the fulfillment center where everything is kept. So that was the one where they were peeing in water bottles. Yes, because you have to go from right. aisle to aisle, and you're not allowed to sit down, and you have to pick up and put into the box what people have ordered. But you're not allowed to take breaks that often. Uh, they, they're timing you the entire time, so it's just a very a grueling work experience. Right. So it's so exciting because that means my Amazon Prime packages are going to get here faster. But it's the <laughs> price. Does it that, mean that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it? In, in Austin. So my sister, when oh she orders God. packages from Amazon, they, if I sometimes, because, you know, I use her account. And so sometimes it'll say, like, for her, and it'll be like, this will be ready. Oh, will be delivered to your house by 8 p.m. tonight. Same day delivery? <gasps> yeah. So she oh gets same God. day delivery on some of her packages. But because of that speed and how fast they're trying to get these packages out there delivered, um, the employees are ending up with a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of pain. Chronic back issues. Um, They Um, suffer injuries that more than double the industry average uh, Amazon workers do. Um, That came from uh, the Center for Investigative Reporting looked into that. And it was uh, published, uh, how many years ago was this? Last year. This was in November of last year. And yeah, they said that uh, the injuries, because of how fast they want these packages to be delivered and get 
and to be received by the customers. Uh, the They don't give them bathroom breaks. A lot of them, they had found that Amazon employees were peeing in water bottles, so they wouldn't have to leave the spot where they were at. Well, I think the, the, the thing was Amazon said, no, you could take a bathroom break, but then the employees came back and said, but you still have to meet your expectations or quota and if you go to the restroom because the place is so damn big it takes going to the restroom is going to take minutes which might be the difference between you meeting your sure your Uh, expectation a a five minute walk one way five minute back uh, back and however long it takes you to do your business that's almost 15 and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. yeah so like i mean for instance in indiana as well there was a worker, a 59-year-old worker, who was working on a forklift when it uh, a forklift when it, it fell on him. Basically, he was crushed to death. And when the OSHA inspector for Indiana came in, they said that they were able to find there were serious safety lapses within the warehouse. Um, so they say that because they're trying to fulfill these orders, it's um, there's workers that are a very high uh, risk of injury because of it. Um, some say some workers have said before that they weren't properly trained. Um, so we'll, well, I, I mean, we'll have to see. This is something that's been brought about in the in the press before, and Amazon said that they were working on them. But um, yeah, lots of twelve hour shifts are also at the the factory, and people are told that they know um, if they can't keep up, they get fired. So these people will sacrifice their bodies, their stress, their injuries, the sprains. Uh, to keep the speed up and keep their jobs. Yeah, but I think there is something to be said for, you know, nobody's making you work there. You know, if you decide, well, it's worth it for the money and the benefits, and if it's not, you know, that's a decision, but it's just, you know, it's bringing jobs to El Paso. Mm-hmm. And these are good good paying jobs mm-hmm. for that kind of labor. And if you don't want to do it, you don't do it, right? Yeah, but there's also yeah, some, they, something to be said about the <clears throat> fact we're in a pandemic. A lot of people have lost their jobs. There's a lot of uh, other restaurant and other workers who... You, you mean know. people might feel like their backs are really up against yeah, a wall? Yeah. So, yeah, you can't sit there and... Uh, I can think of more unpleasant work. I'm not saying that working in a warehouse is ple- pleasant, because I've, I've done that for sure, but I can think of, of other work that is, you know, also... You know, puts wear and tear and strain on your mm-hmm. body and stuff like that. There's a that. lot of jobs that do that as well. Um, I think it's one of those things where people, if they get the jobs, hopefully one, um, Amazon does address this issue. And two, uh, hopefully. I think they've been pretty, pretty iron-fisted about anybody trying to organize. Oh, my God. They are <laughs> ruthless. Yeah. yeah. They also fight a lot of claims against them, like insurance claims. They always try to fight, like, work you know, yeah, um, someone in the chat actually said that they have a family member who was injured on the job and they're having to fight with Amazon right now to yeah. try and get them to well, pay listen, the workers' comp. I'm I'm not saying it's a perfect place to work at all, but, um, you know, there's a, a lot of jobs, yeah, pretty not, good paying, and yeah. I think the benefits are probably the key at this point. Yep. There's 23 Amazon fulfillment centers around the country. Uh, serious injuries at Amazon warehouses. It's more than double the average for the interest in industry, and at some as many as much as six times higher. Um, it's ex- it's linked to the extreme production quotas that the workers have to meet, and if they don't hit their quotas for the day, they can be written up and fired. Do you think they keep much of the merchandise 
I mean, because there's just so much stuff you can get on Amazon. Do they keep some of each item or try to it at the different fulfillment centers? So it Because it seems impossible. Well, yeah, but it, it depends. So there's a lot, like when I, if I use Amazon and I order multiple things, sometimes they come in separate packages because maybe three items were at this fulfillment center, but then there was one that was at this one. So they'll try and send me them all within, because that's a lot of people have the prime right now. So it's two-day shipping. They're kind of expecting that. So because of that, they're trying to get those items out as, as fast as possible. Um, but yeah, so you can tell you can tell when things aren't at the same fulfillment center because it'll say these three were shipped all together and then it'll be one item on the side that wasn't shipped with the rest of them. But you see that with, um, that happens with my, my Target packages, my Walmart packages, same thing. Like if they're at the same fulfillment center, they'll get shipped out together. But if they're not, then they get shipped out separately. Macy's, same thing. I've got a few uh, stories that are related to the pandemic, but interesting, I think. There's a big uproar in Colorado, and it all has to do with their government announcing that bars are going to have to have last call at 10 p.m. And he's put that into effect for a month. A lot of people are upset about it. In Texas... Our bars are closed unless you can, unless your bar can also pass itself off as a restaurant, right? Isn't that a Texas, like mm-hmm. it's statewide, yes. mm-hmm. right? So uh, we got some audio here. You're going to hear from the owner of or the, the manager of a bar in Denver. And you're also going to hear from the Colorado governor uh, talking about why he, uh, why he had made this uh, ruling. The Colorado governor is Jared Polis. and But it's going to start off with the owner of Occidental Bar in Denver. I think the alcohol could be a contributing factor for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, your inhibitions go do go down when you've been drinking alcohol and people who might have gone in. Now, that's why coffee shops, people still stay in their seats and socially distance. But they're not getting like drunk on coffee. You might get a little twitchy. Yeah, you might get a little twitchy. But if you were a bar that really, you know, enforced it, like you told somebody, hey, you know, I'm not warning you again, you got to put your mask on, and then, you know, you're taking it real serious, you're affected by this order just like the bars who were were not. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's manifestly unfair, but I don't think any state or any local uh, government has the manpower or even if it's logistically possible to go and monitor in a fair way to say, okay, well, this bar was doing it right. They're allowed to stay open. This bar wasn't. So unfortunately, it seems like it has to be a an all or nothing type of thing. And uh, the latest uh, survey that I'm going to refer to now says that we are washing our hands a lot more. We're doing it for longer. Uh, So we're doing a pretty good job at that, except after using the bathroom. A new survey found that we are washing our hands a lot more than we used to, about eight times a day, uh, which is up from five before the virus started earlier this year. Yeah, that's seven more than usual. But a lot of us are still not... uh, 
washing our hands after going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. 12% of people admitted they sometimes skip it, even if it's a public restroom. So that's almost one in eight people. And here are some more stats from the survey. 78% say that they are washing their hands more than they used to. So that's good news. We now wash for an average of 19 seconds, up from 13 seconds before the outbreak. The CDC suggests 20, but if enough people are doing it, I think you got to count 19. (laughs) (laughs) In high school, I had to take a hand-washing class because it was a medical magnet, so they teach you how to wash your hands differently. And the hospitals. Was that two semesters or once? It seems uh, like a like a whole <laughs> semester to learn yeah. how to wash your hands. It was part of a bigger course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Before the pandemic, forty five percent of us reported that we would cough into our hands and not wash, and thirty percent said the same about sneezing. But now, uh, across the board, people are reporting. They're twice as likely to wash their hands after coughing or sneezing. So again, not perfect. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall in that, Buzz? Yeah, we're getting there. I do the Batman. Do, do you, you know the thing they started telling kids the to Batman? do that? Yeah, because that was right about the time my my daughter was in pre K, and she would say, "You you have to do like Batman," and she would put her like that. She had no clue who Batman was, but that's what they told little kids. So it's easier coughing into the elbow. Into the elbow, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was what you're supposed to go with. So that's what I would normally do. Uh, 45% of people have avoided places like stores and restaurants in the past few months, specifically because they didn't want to use the public bathroom. That had not uh, crossed my mind. Not to use a public bathroom. As, a, as it being something that might be dirtier? You're saying that that never even crossed your mind. You'd still use a bathroom. Or, or more likely to have that specific, the COVID-19 yeah. germs on it. Like you, don't avo- you wouldn't avoid it, you're saying. Yeah, but some people do. So let's keep washing those hands, folks. We talk about the mask all the time, but the hands are a big deal, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, sooner or later, Joe Biden was going to have to talk. I mean, they. I, I'm sure the strategy, they would have loved to have gone all the way through the election without Joe Biden talking. But there are a couple of things that, that people are uh, kind of puzzled about that Joe said uh, yesterday. One of them, I think I can defend a little bit. And the other one is just like, no, that's just that's just factually wrong. <laughs> So the first one, it's just wrong, is when Joe Biden said that Donald Trump is the first racist to be president. Mm-hmm. It's clearly not true. I mean, yeah. racism, the definition that you know you believe that one race is inherently superior mm-hmm. over another race, well, that defines most of the president's through the 1800s, yeah. even into the 1900s. So that I mean, if you had gone back and asked some of these slave owners, do you believe that uh, whites are superior to other races, especially black? They would have said, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Duh. What's that wrong with been you? The That's what we've been taught. But even in the, even in the modern era, Nixon was... Racist. Now, the difference between Trump and Nixon was Nixon avoided saying it uh, 
in front of cameras or in front of microphones. I mean, except for <laughs> the ones that he never meant to. It's, it's the Watergate yeah. tapes. You know, you heard him saying just some horrifically uh, racist and anti-Semitic. He wouldn't make things. speeches about it. Yeah, but he wouldn't make that part of his platform. So he was more clandestine about it. But um, Woodrow Wilson is another example of a guy who had some very, very, even for the time. So, you know, even during his time, these these attitudes he had were, were very backward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was the guy who uh, presidents before him had African-Americans on staff. And when Wilson came in, he put an end to that. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So just a sweeping policy of his was African-Americans are not going to have these jobs working, you know, as cooks and chefs and cleaners and things like that. Not even positions of power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about being on his cabinet. I'm talking about the people that would scrub the floors. He got rid of them. So even by the standards of his day, uh, Wilson was very racist. But it's just a... A dumb, uninformed statement, or it's, you know, Joe Biden's slipping. <laughs> but he, even when, I he, find was, that that even when he was much younger, yes. he was a gas, you know, had a tendency to Always. be a gas machine. And that's, you know, do you remember when Obama was picking vice presidents? They said that was the one thing that was a sticking point that might not have uh, want, that may have oh, not sure. made him be a vice president yeah yeah he's had he's had a propensity for for just sticking his foot in his yeah, mouth yeah talking the the difference is i think he'll acknowledge it like he he'll say oh you know that was a really dumb thing to say mm-hmm. the president who's currently in the white house you've never heard him say that like yeah. I've never heard him say Only, oh, what a boneheaded a thing. Only right. I, weak people apologize. Okay. I mean, he didn't even apologize when he was the tape with the Billy Bush tape about grab him by the you know what? He never really apologized for that. He just said it was locker room talk. Yeah. yeah. It was like you're getting bent out of shape for nothing. So I mean, at least as as prone as Biden is to to gaffes, he's the kind of guy that will own up to it. Yeah, like a normal <laughs> human being. Uh, the other thing that Biden is uh, getting some heat about was he was talking to um, a Muslim American voters uh, group. This was the Muslim uh, Million Muslim Voters Summit. And he made some comments about teaching uh, about Islam in schools. I, I want to try to find more, specific. A back a little yeah, more? back more. Okay. So uh, a lot of people were jumping on this. It's yeah. like, oh, you can't you can't say a prayer to God, but all of a sudden he wants Islamic faith in schools. Yeah, I did see a bunch of those. Okay, well, the issue has never been like teaching a class about religion. So when I was in college, we had comparative religion classes. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it in high school, but I went to a pretty backward high school <laughs> you know, i can imagine there might have been some okay. high schools. so nobody ever said well in in the context of studying the religion mm-hmm. it was making it mandatory for students to pray or no, that, yeah that that's where the first amendment comes in you know the, no no law respecting religion and the separation of church As separation of church and state is all tied into the first amendment too so 
Yeah, if you're talking about teaching about religions, and especially like in a comparative way, mm-hmm. the problem is when you compel people <laughs> to yeah. have to pray. I would know. have loved to have had more of comparative religion studies like that. Or to Was just, that a thing they offered at all? We didn't have anything like that. Yeah, in college, but, but in, in high, high school. school, it was more part of world history. So if you're going through the Middle East, you'd be learning about, you know, Islam and, and the, yeah, like Right. Uh, You've learned okay. some of it as part of history. As part of history. Lisa, you? Um, I don't think we really had that at my school. So th- this is not Joanna? the, the no. hypocrisy no. that they're that some are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't hear anything wrong with what you just said right now. I think it would it would benefit everybody to understand, um, you know, these, the different ideas that that form the backbone of these religions. I, I actually had three roommates when I was in college who were both were all Muslim. One was from Pakistan, one was from India, and the other one uh, was from Iran, and. They all had to pray like at five, and then we would all start playing Call of Duty right afterwards. <laughs> Where did you go, Rice? I went to Rice, yeah. Bumping. And uh, we were uh, we were on the EMT it's team. A Methodist school, it's isn't not, it? It's no, it's non-denominational. <clears throat> it's, it has no religious affiliation. It does. It does not. I could have sworn that it does. <clears throat> it does not. All right. Did if you, you say go so. to Rice, Buzz? I didn't. He eats it though. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but only Goya race. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, but the 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 thing about he was the first racist president. Yeah, no. Is no. Just a, he should have said the most. No, not even he's not even the most racist president. He's probably not. If you put it on a scale of what was acceptable during the time, I would say that he's the most racist. I mean, when it it was acceptable to own slaves which is a horrible thing to think about Mm -hmm. some of our presidents own slaves many of the early presidents own slaves even after slavery you could find presidents who would say I believe in the superiority of the white European race Mm -hmm. you know that wasn't unusual in its time. Well, didn't Donald Trump say that, like, why can't we have more people coming from Norway and the Baltic states? Yeah, that was all about the conversation about the whole countries and why why do all of the immigrants come from whole countries? Why don't we have them coming from Norway? Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're not bleeping yourself out. You're bleeping the president yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I'm bleeping the president, which they didn't do on CNN or MSNBC when they would talk about the story. Should that be taken into account when you're looking at somebody like George Washington? And be like, well, George Washington owned people. I mean, that's pretty... Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson owned human beings. But should you say, well, in the context of the day... Well, it, it happens today even, right? So, like, if we look at countries that have restrictions on women's rights and women's driving or, or something, look, look at Saudi Arabia. If you try and compare your society or culture to another one that's called ethnocentrism, and you should never be judging something that's out of place with, with your own standards. So it's kind of hard to be judging George Washington for today's standards on race. You know what I mean? It's like that was a different time. That was a different era. It was still wrong. But I'm saying it was... I mean, there were some people back then who were saying, hey, yeah. it is wrong. This institution of slavery yeah. is shameful and it's wrong. So it's not like it was unheard of. I mean, but... Well, you know, things come in trends. Sometimes like I try that, to you know? imagine what in 30 years yeah. are things that we say today that nobody nobody blanches at at all that in 30 years are going to be considered be like... completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. 
And it's hard to come up with an example. Because we don't know. Because you'd have to come up with something. Because everything seems normal then. Right. You'd have to come up with something that, that seems extreme, like that anybody would ever get upset as an extreme example. Us eating meat. Yeah. There you go. And there are some people who believe, oh, eating meat is as bad as eating a human (laughs) or it's as bad as, you know, there, there are some people that believe that. Are we ever going to get to a point where you look back and it's like, oh, I can't believe people used to say that. Like, I love a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was growing up, I never once heard from anybody in a position of of authority, either a teacher or a church leader or anybody, you know, that was an adult, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't say bad things about gay people. To the contrary. It, it was, was like, a, it's a sin. It's a sin. You can say whatever you want. Right. Mm-hmm. I never heard a contrary opinion of, we uh, like, tolerance for being gay. And so as an 11-year-old, I don't have any adult saying so that's an example i wouldn't imagine i have imagined then that in 30 years it would be like oh people should be allowed to not only love who they love but marry who they love that would have been a this is a what right that would have been an absolute mind-bending yeah. idea for the time exactly. and where i was you know so that's about as mm-hmm. that's a that's as close as i can get to an example of things that you might Mm-hmm. be doing today I, but it's it's hard to project it into the future but there will be something I could, I, there'll be something that will look back mm, you know i guess tattoos friend, I, friends no. the show friends like mm-hmm. they, they pick it apart a lot and go yeah there's a lot of fat shaming there was a lot of transphobic oh, stuff yeah. like a lot of the stuff was about uh you know matthew perry going to the male strip place because he really loved the buffet they had there and stuff so even then, you're watching it and you're like, well, this is a pretty hip, progressive, you know, maybe not inclusive because there are no black yeah, people like, in Manhattan, Ross apparently. Had, <laughs> yeah, but like Red Ross Rocks. had a girl, uh, an ex-wife who became a lesbian. That was super, you know. Yeah, but it was treated as a punchline. So exactly. Now but at the time, we thought, wow, he has like a lesbian for an ex-wife. Well, just to be on TV. And who, yeah, to who, see it on TV. Who's Whose dad was played by Kathleen Turner? Oh, it's Chandler's. Chandler's dad was played by Kathleen Turner. At the time, it's like, oh, this is very forward thinking. They're including a transgender character. Mm -hmm. No, but you're having a man, transgender, Mm -hmm. played by a woman. That's problematic. But at the time, it seemed the opposite. It seemed like a pretty progressive way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. If I describe a series that's coming to Hulu, tell me if you'd give it a shot, or if you'd be really enthusiastic, or if you would have no interest in watching it. But before I describe it, okay, let me ask you: Do you know what there's a there's a a, a, a genre of literature called alternative historical fiction? Oh, like, so what if JFK didn't get shot? Yeah. Or what if the Nazis won? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. What if the South won? Yeah. Uh, and I, I have really enjoyed some some books uh, in that genre. So Man Stephen in the King, high ta- uh, Man in, in the, the High, high Tower. Yeah, or High or, Castle. In the High Castle was one. Stephen King wrote one about JFK, about a guy who goes back and prevents JFK from being assassinated. That was 
pretty good. So I, I'm a fan of that of that genre. I don't read it as much anymore because like a lot of it seems to be about uh, the Nazis winning yeah. World War II. You know, but if there's a cool idea, uh, somebody wrote this year. I don't know when they wrote it, but it was released this year. It's an it's an alternate historical fiction novel about what Hillary Clinton would have what her life would have been if she had not married Bill. What? <laughs> and the, the book was called Rodham. Okay. So it's an alternate reality where Hillary never married Bill. Hmm. And Hulu is has announced they're doing a series based on the novel. That sounds cool. You'd be interested enough oh, to yeah. watch? Yeah, I'd be definitely interested enough to watch. I would be curious enough to watch an episode and then judge it from that. Lisa, would you be interested in all at all in seeing something like that? No. <laughs> Joanna? I would be interested to see who they would get to play Hillary. Ah, okay. And then I'll let you know if I'm interested in watching. <laughs> be interested in who they get to play Bill? Remember... He, she doesn't marry him. That doesn't mean she never meets him. I, I don't know. Say, I don't know what just, like, happens like, in the uh, novel. Well, they, they met maybe in they have like yeah. a one night stand, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm never seeing him again." <laughs> That'd be very interesting because she was she was working for a um, the Children's Defense Fund, I think, eventually. So I wonder if she would have just gone on to to run the Children's Defense Fund. A woman had a uh, kind of meltdown in Panera Bread. She began filming because employees told told her she had to wear a mask. And uh, then a customer got involved. She responded by breathing aggressively, it says, into the guy's face. And then made a claim about why masks don't work. So let me just tell you, the, the word they chose to beep out is, is fart. <laughs> I don't know why they beeped what? out the word fart, but it makes it difficult to understand. Maybe that'll help out. Okay. So here's uh, what Karen had to say. I mean, this is. <laughs> okay, so her point was, you know, when you fart, your pants don't keep the smell from getting out. So how do you think that mask is going to work? <laughs> there you go. I'd like your perspective as an EMT. Does Karen have a have a cogent point here? <laughs> Uh, I mean, she has some something to say that is... That I never thought about it, but I think maybe it runs down your pant leg and then escapes out the side. Yeah, have you ever tracked your farts before? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that... It, it's true that not all the particles are stopped by a mask, but we got to remember, the mask is not there to uh, filter out things yet. I mean, the, mask, the f- simple face mask coverings are there to prevent your breath from moving out into a cloud. It's there to prevent your breath and the the uh, vapor and air, you know, the, the small water droplets that come out whenever you cough or sneeze or talk. Uh, that's what the mask is there to prevent. Now, it doesn't, it won't pre- uh, prevent every uh, particle or, you know, breath that comes out, but it does the best to mitigate those, um, those things. So, yeah, you can still feel, smell farts. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of the story. I mean, think about what happens in, in operating rooms, you know? Doctors and they're what wearing, happen- well, they're wearing masks yeah, all the time. Yeah, they wear the mask for a reason. Not to protect themselves from the patient. To protect the patient from, from them. them. 
Exactly. To prevent you from looking over the body and drool coming down accidentally because your mouth was open or, or something and it falling into the person. Like so, a piece of snot dripping off your yeah. nose into their colon or something. <laughs> well, anyways, what I'm saying is uh, I don't think that's the, the biggest argument to make when you say not to wear a mask. You're like, I fart. Anyways, you're going to smell that. You might as well just use it. Don't worry All about right. the mask. Yeah? You're still going to smell it. Also, I just, I, I, COVID doesn't come from farts either. <laughs> It's interesting that the woman had thought about it enough. It's like, oh, you know what? It's a good analogy. You fart and you can smell it, so masks don't work. Okay, so Rudy, Rudy brings up a good point. If you do have an N95 mask, okay, those masks have a special filter. That, 95%, right? That's uh, why they call them... No, I don't think that I thought one. that's why they called them N95 is because they prevent 95% of... No, I think there's some other... You know. I think you might want to check that. Well, either way, pretty sure that's accurate. 95% uh, is still a lot, and it's it's getting filtered. Um, so that's going to protect you. But the, 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 the simple mask coverings that we're all wearing to the store and everything, those are not, you know, N95 masks. I, I'm gonna, and nor should, you, nor should you wear an N95 mask because only if you're a healthcare worker and somebody with tuberculosis comes in or somebody with COVID, they're going to need that N95 mask to prevent them from getting tuberculosis or, or uh, COVID. But the simple face well, they're, masks, they're not know? they're not advising people not to get the N95s anymore. Um, I mean, that was what they were saying sure. back in March and February. But I think they put well, up think, so many of them in production that they were worried that there was going to be a shortage for healthcare workers back in February. I don't know if we have. I hear about PPE shortages all the time in Texas in um, in uh, California. So all right, this is a this is an idea that I've had a few times. And I'm not saying this is my opinion, but it's crossed my mind. I think one of the function also of the mask is as a visual reminder that we're in a pandemic. I'm not saying that it doesn't do anything, but mm-hmm. I think also one part of it is it, hey, it's kind of, yeah, we're hey, in we're a in a pandemic. Yeah. Look, everybody's wearing this mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is life now. Yeah, I, I think that could be a component I, I, of what's I going on. I think it's a, a sign of respect, of social respect, that you say, you know, right. I, I don't know whether I have something or not, but I'm not going to take the chance to give it to somebody. You don't know how disrespected I feel when I see someone not wearing a mask. Yeah. The, the mask issue is not to protect <laughs> us, the mask wearers. And I hope every re, everybody realizes that. The they, mas- they, uh, let me tell you, based on social media, they do not. The mask is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there to help the mask wearers. Yeah. Well, the, it is a good reminder, though. Like when I see other people wearing masks, uh, it might remind. Oh yeah, forgot. You know, and also yeah. I that'll remind me to be care to go down the aisle the right way. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm not saying that's the only reason because I think some people are going to latch on and just like, oh, so you're saying the masks are really just for psychological uh, purposes? I'm not saying that's all they're for, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you know that might be a happy byproduct of it. Sarah on the chat says, home he- I'm a home health nurse. I've been reusing my N95 mask since March, and there are none to buy. So I, 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 I know that the N95s are still um, running out. Well, I wear a bandana because they look cooler. <laughs> that, that lets way more fart in. <laughs> That's, those, those filters don't work at all. Hey, I want to I wanna wrap up because we're about out of time, but Lisa sent me this video. It's a guy doing a tribute to Anthony <laughs> Fauci. It's great. To uh, one of the songs from Hamilton. Anthony <laughs> Fauci is going to be throwing out the first pitch in the Nationals game today, and this is pretty awesome. So let's wrap up the show with that.